Vikings fire the first shot of the offseason and making this surprising trade yesterday. I will discuss this and more. Welcome to another edition of Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky. You can follow me on Twitter at SkoWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. Yesterday was quite the surprise when Minnesota Twins traded Mitch Garver to the Texas Rangers, Rangers for Isaiah Kiner Falifa. I hope I'm saying that right, minor league pitcher and minor league pitcher Ronnie Henriquez. So let's look at what the Twins' situation is right now. They also traded for Sonny Gray. I'm going to talk that a little bit later. That happened today. Twins payroll right now after the two trades is $84,159,524. That's according to SpotTrack.com. Let's talk about a few of the contracts. What are our big contracts right now? They haven't put out Sunny Gray's uh, on this uh, on Fangraphs yet. However, I'll talk about his uh, his contract a little bit later. Josh Donaldson's our biggest. Obviously, average value is twenty three million. He's uh, got a club option in twenty twenty four where we can pick him up for sixteen million. So that's not bad. However, he's up there in age, but sixteen million might be pretty reasonable. Um, he'll be 38, 39 years old though at that time. So we'll, we'll have to make a decision, but Hey, 21 million over the next, uh, over 2022 and 2023 is not bad. Byron Buxton. He, uh, he signed a very, very friendly contract to the Minnesota twins. You know, he's uh, averaging, it looks like 15 million a year this year. Actually, it'll be only 9 million, but, uh, yeah, Byron Buxton signed a pretty good deal. Uh, average value fourteen million two hundred eighty-five thousand. Oh, they do have Sunny Gray's on here. I might as well talk about it now. Ten million eight hundred thirty-three thousand a year. Uh, he's looking. It says eleven million six hundred sixty-six thousand this year and twelve point five next year. Uh, that might be more accurate than the numbers I got off of Twitter. So we'll go with that. Miguel Sano. Uh, 10 million average value uh, is over the life of his contract, obviously. 10 million this year, 14 million club option in 2023. So we're in a friendly situation with Miguel Seno. Hopefully he bounces back, has a good year. Uh, he just His consistency has always been his problem. Maybe it is related to his size. He is now, he looks like a left tackle. Looks like, like he could be playing for the Vikings right now. Uh, Max Kepler, there were some trade rumors about him. Yankees apparently went another direction. However, he's still at a low cost. His average his average value his average contract value is seven million a year. To this year he makes six point seven. Next year is eight point five. Ten million club auction twenty twenty four. Uh he has flashes of brilliance. He's had some solid years. Let's hopefully he can bounce back. Um you know, be more of a solid Solid at the plate. He struggled at times against left-handed pitching, and then other times he looked great. It's it's hard to tell with Max, Kep- Max Kepler. Jorge Polanco, team-friendly deal. This guy is one of the top second basemen in the league. He's still only 28 years old. He'll be 29 this season. His average average contract value is $5 million. This year he's going to make $5 million. Next year he's going to make $7.5 2024 and 2025 are both club options, 10.5 and 12 million. There is this Jorge Polanco is on a great deal for the Vikings. 
Sorry for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Dylan Bundy, um, a little bit of a dark horse here. He's only $4 million this year and $11 million club option next year. But, hell, it's still friendly in what he's capable of doing. These, they, they, we have a lot of flexibility with this with this payroll. Kenta Maeda, friendly contract, average three point two five million. Uh, that's what his contract. Or he's three point one two five this year, three point one two five next year. He's a free agent in twenty twenty four. However, hopefully he's able to come back in September and be part of this team, um, at least out of the bullpen, because he had he had a life for the Dodgers in the bullpen and um, being a swing starter. Randy Dobnik signed a very team-friendly deal. Uh, he's got three three club options in 2026, 2027, and 2028. Uh, he hasn't lived up to his contract. He had a good start to the season. Didn't finish well. Uh, $1.5 million, or so he's 800000 this year. $1.5 million, 2023. 2024, he's $2.2. And then $3 million, So... If he can come around and uh, make the rotation, be a spot starter, who knows? It's you know that's a reasonable contract. Twins could eat that if it doesn't turn out. They probably made a good. They probably made a a a worth the risk signing when that happened. Then there's you know the other players: Tyler Duffy, Taylor Rogers, now Falifa. Falifa is going to be four point nine million. Uh, 2022. Uh, Taylor Rogers, 6.7. Tyler Duffy, 3.8 this year. Both are free agents. Felipe um, is still in arb- arbitration three year in, in 2023. Uh, free agent in 2024. By then, hopefully, some shortstop prospects can make it to the show. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Then there's, you know, then there's a, a lot of people after that are under are under team control for quite a bit. So we do not have a whole lot invested into the future. This is Twins are in a good situation, and let's talk a, a little bit what has gone on. Uh, what we're losing in Mitch Garver, he was 31 years old. He blew up in 2019 with 31 home runs. I think he did that in like 110, 120 games. Uh, his slash line was he batted 273, 365 on base, 630 slugging, OPS and 995. That got him the the 2019 Silver Slugger Award. As you know, Silver Slugger Award goes to the best hitter at the position. You know, all position at catcher, all players. He was the best hitter in the league. That's amazing. Then. 2020 happened. He regressed. It was probably one of the worst offensive performance, and he would probably say the same thing. Batted 167, 247 on base, 264 slugging in only 23 games, and they only played 60 that that year. But 2021, he bounced back, batting average 256, 358, 517 slugging, 13 home runs, only played 68 games. He was pretty, you know, he's played with injuries this past year. But those are offensive slash lines that could get you a Silver Slugger award again. So he had trade value. Um, he had, you know, he had injuries you know, that has set him back last year. But according to 
StatCast, defensively, Mitch Garver was ranked 12th in framing pitches. 50.5 of non-swinging pitches turned into strikes under Mitch Garver. So defensively, and he only caught, and then he only caught 17% of base stealers. Base stealing is a dying art. It's not as necessarily important to catch base stealers anymore, but hey, if you can do it, do it. Um, among catchers, he had a 2.1 war, wins above replacement. So there's a lot to be said about Mitch Garber and what we're losing by uh, trading him. What what do we have remaining? Well, we have Ryan Jeffers. He's 25 years old, so we've gotten younger. Last year, you know, he struggled a little bit. Better 199, 270 on base, 401 slugging. 19 homers between AAA and the majors. So he, he has power. Yeah. You know, he might be Mitch Garver late when it comes to that. His best minor league season, though, 14 home runs, 264, 341, and a slugging of 421. And that was when he was 20 years, 22 years old in 2019. He ranked 23rd in framing pitches and converted 49.2% of non-swinging pitches into strikes. Now, keep in mind, most teams carry two catchers, so he's 23rd in framing pitches. He ranked 10th in caught stealing. Uh, 22%. He had a .6 war, so it was a positive at least. Um, and that was 17th among catchers. So that so we got a good replacement with Ryan Jeffers. He was one of our top prospects for years. He's, he's solidified now as a starting catcher. Now we do have a second catcher who's gonna, who got a lot of playing time because of Garver's injury injuries last year. Uh, ben Rordvet. 24 years old, 28th among catchers in war, 0.2. Um, so not many. So 28 catchers. He's got a positive one, so that's good. Wins above replacement. Last year in the minors, he was 254, 324, and 426 slugging. So 254 batting average, 324 on base, 426 slugging. Last year in the majors, however, I uh, struggled a little bit. 169. 229, 281. That was about the equivalent of Garver's bad year in 2020. But he's still young. That was his real first big taste of the majors. And, you know, he's going to be our second catcher, hopefully. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Not a whole lot of defensive numbers on him that I could find. Now, what are we getting back? Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Hopefully I say that right. I hopefully I will in the future. I'll check on it. But right now, I'm I'm gonna call him Falefa. 27 years old. He has a 2020 Gold Glove, playing 46 games at third base and 15 inch shortstop. So I imagine he won it for third base. He had a 3.7 WAR last year, and that was to, uh, he batted. So out of the two years. Or what? Are, so comparing the two, can, get, comparing our previous shortstop with the current shortstop, he had a 3.7 WAR compared to a 1.5 WAR with Alderton Simmons. He batted 271 compared to 223. He had a 312 batting or on base percentage compared to Simmons 283. He had a 357 slugging compared to 274. With Simmons, both were pretty light hitting shortstops. Now a 670 OPS compared to 558. Now listen to these numbers, and it kind of works out to be the difference between 
are between Jeffers and Mitch Garver. This can make up for that because now we have a little better shortstop in his prime, showing a little, you know, a little bit of bat, not a whole lot. Eight home runs compared to three with Simmons. Twenty-five doubles compared to twelve. Twenty stole bases, stolen bases to one. So we have gained production at shortstop. We may have lost a little bit at catcher, but we've gained it at shortstop. Now, where I think the big difference is, is defensively, Simmons had an off year. He is a three-time Gold Glove winner, but he had an off year last year. Now, Falifa has 19 years compared to 12 of Simmons, but where it where it showed improvement was 98 double plays compared to 67 double plays. Now, a lot can be said about who they're who the uh, who they are working with at second base or the, around the rest of the infield, but that's a big jump. And there's a lot to be said about him being younger, being able to cover more ground. He's got a strong arm. Watch him play defense. You'll see he's a legit shortstop in the prime of his career. Now, in, and keep in mind, other teams were looking at him too. We're not. We were not the only ones. We just had the better offer. Now, you're saying, hey, David, what about Royce Lewis? What about Austin Martin? Aren't they both shortstops? Are they? There's a lot to be said that they may not stick at that position. Honest to God, coming out of of high school, you go look at Royce Lewis playing center field, and he looked amazing. Now, if you – and I've seen him actually play live in the minor leagues at A-ball, and he struggled a bit. I'm not gonna. He's he's not as fluid of a shortstop as he is an outfielder. Just from looking at you know historic tapes of him playing in high school in an outfield, he looked amazing. I'm not gonna say he was Byron Buxton, but he was pretty darn good. Now Austin Martin, he does look amazing as a baseball player. Um, people are not sold on him at shortstop, so we may be looking at two guys that might. You know, have to show or become an offensive shortstop. Austin Martin is that already? His power may come. Royce Lewis struggled at the plate. The COVID year was not a friend to him, and then he um, then he has knee surgery, ACL tear. Hopefully, he's back this year and show, shows he's uh, um, past that. But I, I, I honestly, I think Royce Lewis, if he sticks with the Twins, it's going to be a position switch. So honestly, Falifa um, coming as a shortstop, I don't think he's blocking anybody. In fact, he's helped us out to where some of these players are not forced into the major leagues when they're not ready to play shortstop. Ronnie Enriquez is the pitcher we got back. He's 22-year-old right-hander. There's some good numbers here. Is a 1.138 whip, 10.9 Ks per nine. 4.66 ERA. That's not as more important. I like to look at other stats than ERA. When it comes to pitchers in the minors, I love the case for nine above nine. I love the whip. Um, you know that low. It, it usually goes up in the majors. There's not a whole lot, of, not a whole lot of information about him yet. He is small. He is a very small pitcher. Can he stay as a starter? We'll see. Um, he has good. He's good stuff. He has good stuff. I see. Looking at him pitch, he has. He's a good pitcher. 
We, you know, it was nice that we got even another uh, another pitcher who's capable of starting back in this trade. I was surprised that we got a, an additional piece back in this trade. I thought it would be one for one, if anything. Now let's talk about the Sunny Gray trade that made a big splash today. Why everybody's waiting for the Vikings to do something? Vikings fans are po- po- and Twins fans are poking a stick at the Vikings. Do something. Do something. The Twins answered the bell early. And they traded for Sonny Gray. Now, the Twins get Sonny Gray. And I talked about his contract a little bit earlier. He has a club option for 2023 at $12 million. This is a good good situation. He is a, you know, honestly, Cincinnati fans are not exactly happy about this trade. He's a good pitcher. He's a three-time All-Star it last year he had a 4.19 ERA, a 1.219 WHIP, 10.3 Ks per nine, 155 Ks and 135.1 innings. This is a this is a frontline starter, honestly. The ERA hot, you know, 4.19, but that doesn't really ERA. I don't look at ERA. I look at all the other intangibles. I love the fact that he strikes out players. Sonny Gray is maybe our opening day starter. Now we traded away Barrios, and and now we got Sonny Gray coming back to fill his place. And honestly, the fact that we got Joe Ryan um, last year in in trade has made up for Barrios. And now we got Sonny Gray. Now what did we give up? Now we gave up we gave up Chase Petty. Twins first round pick in the 26 overall uh, in the 2021 draft. He's registered over you know three digits on his fastball, so he's he's broken 100 miles an hour. According to MLB.com, Chase Petty is ranked currently as the Reds' fourth overall prospect. Now the Twins, I've seen him as low as 15 on some lesser well-known sites. But Baseball America had him as a Twins' seventh overall um, prospect. Chase Petty was only 18 years old. He could throw hard. He's got a lot of bravado. I think he's only about six, five, eleven, six foot tall. So, I think this was worth the risk. You'll see people torn on this trade, but I think the baseball people see, hey, we got Sonny Gray for two years. Chase Petty wouldn't even smell the majors for at least four years. And there's a lot of risk with high school pitchers. So this this worked out. And on top of that, we got Francis Piguero, who is a low A or a, you know, who's a low A minor league relief pitcher. Things I look for in 27 innings, he had a nine point a 0.963 whip. Uh, a year ago, 15 um, Ks per nine and a 40 RA. Last year, 32.2 innings, 1.224 whip, 9.9 over 9, 496 ERA. Well, two years ago in rookie ball, 15 Ks per nine. So that, there's a lot to be said about this guy. You know, I, I don't see a lot of footage on him, so I can't tell you how well, you know, I saw. I just see him warming up. Or in the bullpen session, I'd rather see him in a game. But I haven't seen much about him, so I couldn't really give you any commentary. But the fact that he had 27 innings and he had 15 Ks for 9, even though it was a rookie ball, 
there's something there. So we at least in you know we've struggled for getting good quality relievers. This may be one. We'll see. Twins pitching, you know, we lost Jose Barrios, J.A. Happ. I wouldn't say we lost J.A. Happ, but we did. And Michael Pineda last year. Um, Pineda is a free agent. Now, what we have now looking at our you know, starting pitchers, you have Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Dylan Bundy, I think are solid, are solid spots. Um, then you go on to Ryan Dobnik, Jordan Balzavic. Now, I'm going to tell you, i seen Jordan Balzavic in a, when he got called up to A-ball, so Fort Myers. It was a road game. And the first game I saw, I'm like looking at him in the bullpen. I'm saying, hey, this this guy is this guy can spot the ball. He has some zip to him. You know, he looked like he looked like a good, you know, t- you know, tall. He's over the top delivery, so down downward trajectory. I thought a lot about this guy. Then he goes out and throws a no hitter through eight innings. The first time I seen him pitch. He makes it to the ninth inning with a no hitter, gives up a gives up a hit, doesn't get the no hitter. So yeah, that that being said, it was a pleasure to see him pitch. It was his first start in Class A, Fort Myers. Johan Duran, uh, another high prospect. Griffin Jacks, who touched the league. Um, can't really say much about him. You know, I'm not excited, and I'm not excited about Lewis Thorpe, but Balzavic and. Joan, I can I can never say his name too well, but Duran are, are pretty pretty up there as far as prospects. So there's a lot to be said about that. We can find a bottom of the order pitcher, but we're looking. We're not we're not resting. It looks like we're going to be looking for another starter. So we're looking at Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Bailey Over, Dylan Bundy. Well, we're we're also got our sights possibly set on Johnny Cueto. Last year, he had a 4.08 ERA. He had a 1.369 WHIP, 7.7 Ks per nine, uh, 2.4 walks per nine. So, relatively good stats. He's had injury history. Uh, it was only 114.2 innings pitched. Most he has pitched in four years. So, hey, we're we're looking for some guy. Uh, you know, we're looking for a guy to fill a roster spot. We do have, you know, hold some hold a place for some of our minor leagues to be able to make the league. Johnny Cueto is a veteran and has a history of success. However, not a whole lot of innings pitched in the last four years. Um, he probably could come cheap, you know, or a one year prove it year. I don't, or just a one year and then just find someone to replace him. Get a minor league, you know, the minor league system is is coverage are a little full right now with pitching. Thank goodness, finally, not the greatest, but still some pretty good prospects in there that Johnny Cueto could just hold the fort for a little bit for us. Another guy, bring Michael Pineda back. Three point six two ERA last year, one point two three five WHIP, seven point two Ks per nine. WAR was one point four. Michael Pineda. Is just fit with the with the Minnesota Twins. He has just been a fit. I wouldn't mind bringing him back, honestly, over Johnny Cueto, because we know what we're getting with Michael Pineda. And he, at one point, this guy was on path to become an elite starter. And 
you know, every once in a while, he shows that magic. And I, I like myself some Michael Pineda. I would love to him to be. So you got Jenny, Sonny Gray. You got, I think Joe Ryan, honestly, is our biggest upside of all the starters here. But Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, a Michael Pineda, and then Bailey Ober and Dylan Bundy do not have to feel the pressure of bouncing, like Dylan Bundy, of bouncing back or Bailey Ober not regressing. You get those three guys. You get a third starter like uh, Michael Pineda. He could be your number two or number three, whatever, however you want to look at it. But I, I would take him over Johnny Cueto. But we'll see what the Twins do. It's They're looking for another starter. You can see it. I'm a lot more interested, too, in in what we're going to do with our bullpen. I want to see that deep. I want to see that bullpen deep, deep, deep. So we'll see what they do there. Now, hey, this is David with Minnesota Sports Talk. You can follow me on Twitter at MN Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. There'll be more Minnesota Twins news. And if you like the Minnesota Vikings, I talk about them much, much more. See you soon. Thank you. Have a great night.